0: Hi, this is Steve O'Mooney, and you're listening to another great show only on the 4i Radio
1: Network. For more great shows, feel free to check out www.4iradio.com.
2: Hey folks, Doug here. Just a heads up, this episode might not be for everyone, because unlike our regular episodes, this one will feature some PG-13 language and themes. Additionally, We're poking fun at some of our favorite things, so if that's not your cup of tea, that's okay. We've been covering Sword and Shield for about a month now, and we've got a whole stock of episodes for you to check out. Otherwise, enjoy! You've entered Victory Road, a Pokemon podcast. Welcome to episode 53 of Victory Road, a Pokemon podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. It is time to catch them all with your hosts for the third time in a row. It's just me. I'm the only host. I am alone, except I'm not. But as you know by now, Kyle is on vacation and left me the keys, and uh, we'll see if he regrets it after this episode, because uh, (laughs) this is the night we party. I'm throwing a house party at Victory Road, Um, and this this is it. So... Um, before I introduce our guests, a uh, couple business items to listen to the show. You can find us anywhere you listen to your podcast. Be sure to check us out on 4 And this podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. I have two guests today. They know very little about what uh, we're getting into uh and I'm excited about that, but I should probably introduce them and give them the chance to say hello. So first I am joined by well, I I guess I can I can kinda give the the same brief introduction for both. They're both podcasters and both friends of mine. So first, uh Pocky Squirrel, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. And then I'm also joined by uh some stranger that I've never met, Derek. Hey, <laughs> It's funny because Derek and I have a podcast together uh, elsewhere, so thank you both for joining me. The The commonality between the both of you, aside from both having podcasts, is that neither of you would consider yourselves super familiar with Pokemon. Correct? Fair statement? It's,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... <laughs> I have not. Uh, for me, I'm not. F- I'm not familiar with it past like a certain generation. The last game I played was Sapphire, um, and I haven't played anything since then. Everything that I know is just like general osmosis from other Pokemon people or like seeing what, like, the newest hot Pokemon are. And, like, other than that, that's pretty much the... But, like, in terms of, like, what's changed in the games, I don't really know. I never watched the anime for it. I really just played, like, the first few iterations of the games, and that's it.
2: Cool. And uh, Pocky?
1: I, I feel like I'm ignorant in a completely different way, which I... Balances out pretty well. Uh, I did watch the (laughs) anime once like 20 years ago because I'm older than Dirt. Uh, I have (laughs) never actually played a Pokemon game other than Pokemon Go. I have familiarity with the first generation because, again, I'm older than Dirt. And I'm (laughs) aware that there's like 800 some odd Pokemon at this point. I don't know what all of them are. I I get a lot of things like, once again, through fandom osmosis, you know, whenever there's some new development or a new game coming out or finding out what the new starters are, I, I typically hear about it through social media. And I'm like, okay, there's more Pokemon again. And I move on with my life so
2: (laughs) (laughs) beautiful so if you're listening and you're wondering like why 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 (laughs) are we bringing folks on who don't know what's what's Pokemoning in 2019 well the idea for this episode came when I was sort of brainstorming out loud I think just in a conversation I was already having with Derek Mm -hmm. and he said wouldn't it be kind of funny to have people who have no idea what's going on currently um learn what's going on currently and I was like that actually would be really fun so that's what we're gonna attempt to do (laughs) and that's how I accidentally
0: volunteered to be on this podcast
2: yes (laughs) you wrangled yourself (laughs) oh no <laughs> so yeah, that's that's kind of what we're doing. Um for the two of you, this is the oh goodness. I think like the fourth episode we're doing in our sort of ongoing conversation about Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield, which are the most recent main series games to come out. They're generation 8 and uh, Paki, you nailed it. There are 800-some Pokemon at this point, and I I certainly couldn't name them all either.
1: I, I guessed how many jelly beans are in the jar.
2: Yeah, you, you did. What she I win? should have done that.
1: Do I get a prize?
2: Oh, boy, I'll have to figure something out. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, there's there's a lot at this point, and Pokemon is a franchise that has never attempted to sort of weave it all together in any way that makes any sort Of sense, Um, so it's sort of ripe with all kinds of weirdness and um, strangities and oddities and stuff. So hopefully we can capture some of the current ones from Pokemon Sword and Shield.
0: That's always been fascinating to me because, like, that's something that I know. We've talked about this before, off like off Mm -hmm. mic, but like that's something that I think Digimon did well right off the bat. I was I was big into Digimon not so much pokemon when i was for a long time when i was a kid and i think that a thing that they did right right off the bat was just being like making it firmly established like in the canon that there are multiple universes and each of those universes have different rules and different histories so like it's crazy to me to think that pokemon <laughs> has been around for this long in so many iterations and like it's all just supposed to be part of the same universe like the anime is is also still like ash right like that's always been the same thing. So like that's that's just wild to me that like cause that's impossible to wrangle all of that. Yeah. I, I think
1: he he looks different and he has different friends at this point. But yeah. <laughs> he he yeah. hasn't aged in twenty years and I I don't know. Maybe this is just like my other fandoms completely screwing with my suspension of disbelief. But I'm like, is it one universe? Is it multiple universes? I don't care. Let's catch some critters.
2: <laughs> that isn't even an easy question to answer because Pokemon. <laughs> One might even argue that Ash is sort of like de-aged uh, in in recent years. He looks younger somehow, twenty five years later than he did uh, when he started. I don't know. It's bonkers, but um, yeah. So we just got we just got new games. Um, each game has sort of like, it sounds weird to say had a story, but they didn't kind of always. Uh The first one didn't really have a story to it other than like catch the things, beat the people, get the badges and like be the best right and then at some point I, I they wasn't started, aware like,
1: that the games had a story <laughs> beyond that
2: <laughs> yes they started having stories um, probably I would say Derek the one that you played is probably the first time that they really like swung for a story and I think that one was pretty good it was like pretty apocalyptic though. it was an
0: apocalyptic story like at least in I, I know they were different between Ruby and Sapphire and I guess Emerald too but like in, I, I liked sa- the way that Sapphire portrayed it better because there's a point in the game where you're like running around and there's just like a never, it's just like a never-ending rain coming down, like threatening to flood the entire planet. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, totally, and it's intense. <laughs> it's like legit intense. I, I dig that.
2: Yeah, we could we could have a game where you just catch all the things, or we could have a game where you try to stop the world from some sort of like biblical flood. <laughs> and they went with the biblical flood. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm
1: glad they did. So so wait, do you have to like catch two of every Pokemon and put them on a boat? Is that what?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact. You can breed Pokemon in these games. So sure, you could make a whole arc if you wanted to.
1: <laughs> yeah, they all come out of eggs, right? Even the ones that look like mammals?
2: Yeah, all of them. All The ones that look like mammals, the ones that look like robots, the ones that look like uh, clouds. Yeah, they all come out of eggs. Every single one of them.
1: I have questions <laughs> about the way evolution works in this world.
2: Oh, you're going to have even more. <laughs> So I guess with with that in mind, the fact that like they've started adding these stories that right off the bat when they started doing stories, they immediately went for like, what if the apocalypse? <laughs> um, let me tell you what the story is this time around. This is the story of Pokemon Sword and Shield sort of. As basically as possible. So you are, as always, a preteen living in, this time, a tiny farming town in Pokemon World's version of the UK, which is called Galar. This region is based unabashedly on the UK, which is something they started doing. Uh, well, they've always sort of done it, but they've they've been really forward about it lately, uh, hmm. saying, like, this region is based on this part of the world. Interesting. Yes. Last time it was Hawaii, and the time before that it was France. So they've they've uh, gone all over the world. Oh, yeah, interesting um,
0: interesting picks.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. They've they've uh, really really started like mixing it up so that each generation feels like very very different. Mm-hmm.
1: So then is is that why Weezing has a top hat and a mustache?
2: <laughs> yes. Oh.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes.
2: <laughs> that that is why Weezing has uh top hats and mustaches and uh and a couple other critters are decidedly more British this time around. Wonderful. Oh, okay. So now
1: the Pokémon are Winston Churchill. That's something. Mhm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, yes.
1: <laughs> oh, and that's why there's a tea Pokémon.
2: and that's why there's a tea Pokémon. Yes.
1: I wasn't aware that there was a tea Pokémon.
2: There's a there's a Pokémon that's literally just a a teacup full of ghost. It's just ghost tea. <laughs> And it evolves into a teapot full of ghost, which is just ghost tea.
0: <laughs> Yum! It's it's adorable. <laughs> it, it's horrible.
2: <laughs> uh, adorable, oh, okay. but also horrible. Okay. If you accidentally drank a ghost, I suppose.
1: Yeah. I I would not want that to happen.
2: No. Me neither. And, and most of the ghost Pokemon have horrifying backstories, so I especially wouldn't want it this time around. Um, but in this world of Galar, you and your neighbor, a boy named Hop, um, get Pokemon in the beginning of the game from your neighbor's brother, whose name is Leon, who also just so happens to be super famous because he is the undefeated Pokemon champion of Galar and everybody worships him, and he's the coolest ever. There's already a lot
0: more dynamics set up right from the front here <laughs> than I'm used to.
2: <laughs> Character development, what's that? <laughs> so you two immediately set off to like rescue this wandering Wooloo, which is a sheep that rolls around, because now you have Pokemon and you could do stuff.
1: I've seen the Wulu, it's super cute. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, the the village you start off in, they're just rolling around all over the place. Like, they just are part of the scenery. It's wonderful. (laughs) But this one leads you into a forbidden forest, and you're like, we shouldn't go in there. But you do anyway, because you're Pokemon trainers now. And you run into a big, angry mystery dog, and then pass out.
0: A big, angry mystery dog?
2: Yes, it's a dog, but you don't know what it is. And then it gets misty, and you black out.
0: I mean, you know it's a it's a dog. You, oh, you don't know what kind of Pokemon it is. You just know it's a type yes, of Pokemon Yes, you've
2: never dog. seen it before. Okay, you're just like, wow, that's a really large dog, and it looks it looks mad, creepy. Oh, it's yes, a legendary so dog, starts. isn't
0: it? It's got to be a legendary dog. One of what? the ones that's holding a holding a sword or a shield.
2: <laughs> how did you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, at some point, because this is a Pokemon game. Um, But it is inspired by sports this time. You have to get a sponsor in order to participate in the gym challenge. So you can't just roll up to gyms like you used to and be like, I'm going to challenge you, Brock. Now you have to have a sponsor. Um, And all the main characters are basically sponsored by somebody very important or somebody very rich. Uh, But getting a sponsor probably doesn't require that because there are all kinds of other trainers. It's unclear. So Pokemon's gone like corporate? (laughs) (laughs) Kinda. (laughs) It's like
0: capitalism (laughs) invaded the world of Pokemon.
2: Which is kind of a bummer because Pokemon's sort of always been understood as like this socialist sort of world because you could just roll up to a Pokemon center and be like, my Pokemon are hurt. And they're like, let's help. And we won't charge you anything.
0: Yeah. Do you have to file like an an insurance claim to like get your Pokemon healed at a Pokemon center now?
2: (laughs) Oh, gosh. That would be such a nightmare.
1: (laughs) I I still don't fully understand how we got to corporate sponsorship from being gassed in the woods by a big dog. (laughs)
2: hey i don't either (laughs) you wake up and you're like all right i guess that happened so let's carry on and and then then you just don't talk about it for a while
1: Uh, because this is the pokemon world and apparently stranger things have happened
2: (laughs) oh yes Oh yeah, well, biblical floods have happened, so or and not yeah, happened if and, you win. And
1: I mean, for all we know, yet we're in Britain, and there's a non-zero chance that any cup of tea you try to consume is actually a ghost Pokemon. So, <laughs> yeah, stranger things have happened. Sure,
2: it's it's a horror world, really. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right, praise praise be to the hypno dog. Let's go get sponsored. Cool.
2: Yes, exactly, exactly. See, you're catching on just fine. <laughs> This time around, uh, to complete your gym challenge, you have to earn eight badges, which is pretty typical for Pokemon games. Good thing you guys are on for this one and not the one that was based on Hawaii, because they said, like, we don't have gyms, and it's just an what? absolute cluster. How does that work? <laughs> it's like a chain of islands, and each island has, like, a island deity, and... Oh,
0: that sounds problematic. <laughs>
2: It's not too bad. Okay. Um, and Casual racism in my Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> they uh they they've gotten better? Uh, question mark. <laughs> um. But yeah. So that one didn't even have gyms. So uh, luckily we don't have to worry too much about that. This one does. And here are here are here are some of the gym leaders that you encounter. <laughs> okay. One is a buff ginger goober grass type gym leader named Milo. he's huge the subject of basically everyone's uh fantasies this time uh water trainer named nessa she has life preservers on her shoes
1: Uh,
2: oh Uh uh-huh okay
1: that that's the opposite of where you'd want them (laughs) to be but all right (laughs) (laughs) yeah
2: yeah wouldn't you just sort of like flip upside down
0: Uh uh-huh yeah hmm does she think she can walk through maybe she thinks she can walk on water and no one's told her mm. any different.
2: Uh, maybe
0: the Pokemon
1: let her walk on water.
2: Maybe she just walks on the Pokemon and doesn't talk about it. And everyone's like, do you think she knows she's hurting them? Oh, God. <laughs> but oh, no. she's too hot, so no one questions her. But
0: don't you have to ride them to surf, though? So you're always going to be walking on Pokemon, right? But then some of them are really small. So how do you surf when they're really small? I'm going to... This isn't... This is. Yeah, never mind. <laughs>
2: Oh, how many Pokemon got smashed by uh, accidental surfing um, oh, no. overestimations, I guess. Oh, no. <laughs> That's terrible. That's so sad. Uh-huh. Um, somebody let their really strict dad be a Pokemon gym leader this time, and his name is Kabu. Is he like a hot dad? Mm, I don't know. I mean, probably somebody's flavor, right? That's fair. Uh, that sounds like a no. <laughs> I, I, I know your type, and I would say no. Okay. <laughs> This game does something weird where in each game, two of the gyms are different depending on which version you're playing. Hmm. So you might end up having to battle the fight girl, B or the spook boy, Alistair. Spook boy. I just
1: Googled Kabu because I was curious.
2: (laughs) Doesn't he look like a strict dad?
1: He's a little hot and a lot British. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Little hot, lot British. All right. Yeah, I, I buy that. He always has, like, a towel around his neck that he's, like, holding with both hands, like, to give you an image of, like, his uh, sort of manner. Hmm. Um, and he, like, runs in place a lot. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not really sure what that's about. So, like, he's somebody's strict dad who, like, works out in the morning, every morning, but, like, probably isn't very talkative, you know? This is like,
1: some sure. kind of weird gym teacher archetype?
2: Oh, yeah, he could totally be a gym teacher. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, I just looked him up too. He's not my type, but I get it. I can, yeah. s- I could, s- I could see it working. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Someone would be into it. There's also a fancy theater hag um, who leads Ooh. a gym, Ooh. and her name is Opal, and she is super flamboyant and wonderful, and she yells at everybody for not wearing enough pink. That Sounds great. Yeah, she's she's lovely. There are also two gym leaders whose names are based on melons for some reason. <laughs> One is named Melanie. But it's spelled like the word melon oh, with God. a Y. ooh <laughs> and the other is her son named Gordy uh, but luckily that's not spelled like Gord. it just is meant to you know which makes make it, you think of gourds which I guess? makes
0: it worse that her name is spelled like melon with the Y. like <laughs> <laughs> it would have been clever if, if you just spelled it like melanie
2: yeah Melanie and Gordy both spelled like the 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 food. Or plant, and then the last two are a punk boy named Piers, who's sort of uh, angsty and rock and roll, and a sort of like I don't know, kind of like a fratty dude mm. uh, named Ryan, but it's spelled with way too many letters. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's Ryan R A I H A N, but I don't oh. know how else you would say that. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's your those are your gym leaders this time around. That uh, seems it's Welsh. Quite a cast. Seems, oh, you know what? Actually, that's a good point. It could be, considering it's sort of based on the UK. Most of the other gym leaders, like, don't really, I guess, Alistair, um, Piers, stuff like that. So, yeah, that makes sense. Huh. That, I could see that. The nice thing about about the Pokemon games at this point is that, like, they actually make the casts, like, pretty diverse so like it's not just a bunch of like fratty white boys with pokemon and like token girl gym leader which is cool cool and i guess the original one didn't necessarily do that either um i think they were probably just all assumed to be like japanese but even still you had i think three uh three female gym leaders and and agatha who was awesome (laughs) so they've always done like a decent job with like gender breakdown but they've gotten even better um they've like diversified age a lot Uh, The version I'm playing has two gyms in a row where pretty much all of the trainers you fight are like elderly folks. Neat. (laughs) Which is pretty cool. So they're, you know, they're trying to keep up with 2019 as best they can. We'll have to examine the the island deities a little bit deeper to figure out if they get it. But uh, for now, we're all right. Sure. Yeah. During your adventure, you also learn about the Legend of Galar from some tapestries that exist uh one of which is just in the seafood restaurant for some reason (laughs) not sure how they got it they don't really explain but that's where it is and it's like a big moment too where you're like one of the tapestries is missing and then you just like waltz into a restaurant and you're like wait a second there's the other tapestry okay it's very very complex you know
1: (laughs) art thieves okay
2: yeah Mm, yes art thieves yes Um, I like that. And also your Pokemon can turn into Kaiju. That's the Gigantamax, right? Yes. That's so cool.
1: Okay, so so that's exactly what it sounds like.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So you can Dynamax all Pokemon and you can Gigantamax some Pokemon and the game itself in the story never tells you why, (laughs) which one is which. You can just do it or not do it. So
0: what's the (laughs) difference between those two things?
2: So Dynamax is like, I have a Pikachu, and I'm going to Dynamax it, and now it's a really big Pikachu. And then Gigantamax would be like, I have a Pikachu, and it's going to Gigantamax, and when it turns really big, now it looks different for some reason.
0: Okay, so Gigantamax is almost like, is actually like a legit new form, but like Dynamax is just like a big, big pokemon (laughs) yes
2: just really big okay super big they never explain like why some can do one and not the other they do explain that like there's basically some sort of like element that exists in galar that allows for this to happen that doesn't exist in the other regions which like sort of in one sentence explains why this has never happened before Mm -hmm. uh like as a player but uh, but yeah, so basically in in Galar like you could just have like giant Pokemon walking around, and it's like totally normal.
1: I, I'm just imagining like somebody from some other part of the Pokemon world coming to this place for the first time, and like <laughs> all of a sudden your Pikachu is freaking enormous, and you're like, holy crap, what's going on here? This is not in the tour guide. <laughs>
2: Someone should have mentioned this at least once. <laughs> like, like,
1: how does this happen? Is this is this voluntary? Do the Pokemon do it themselves? Does the trainer do it to the Pokemon? Do you have to throw your magic wand at it to make it grow?
2: You get a <laughs> you get a special bracelet <laughs> that has uh, I don't I don't know how it works, but it like reacts to the parts of the the country, the region, Galar that have whatever that element is. So it's like spread across the region in certain spots that are called like hot spots. And mm-hmm. if you are a trainer with one of these bracelets, you can basically be like, "All right, Pokémon, let's do this." So technically you're the one doing it to them. Mm-hmm. They I don't I don't know. I guess they technically could do it without you cuz it happens in the game, but they just like pretend that no one's asking that question.
0: It would be chaotic if a wild one could just be like, I'm gigantic now and can just destroy every city if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Do the
1: Do the Pokemon consent to this? I mean, this sounds terrifying.
0: <laughs> I feel like that's a larger question in, to Pokemon in general.
2: <laughs> that's like a very fundamental Pokemon question. Do the Pokemon consent to literally any of this?
0: <laughs> how sentient are the, like, how how are, are Pokemon closer to animals or closer to like people like that's that's the that's the the weird dicey line for me i feel like that's always been there because it's never really been clear
2: Hmm. i would say pokemon tend to frequently be very much like animals but never as much like people as some digimon are sure i feel like some digimon are literally people
0: oh yeah absolutely
2: So we it doesn't get quite to that degree, but there are definitely like Pokemon that are pretty much just like humanoid creatures, mm-hmm. and sometimes the Pokemon games are weird about it too. Like there was there was a character sort of infamously in the last generation who like was waiting for I think she said like her love or whatever, and it it turns out it was like a Machamp, and like that's who she was waiting for, and everyone's like, wait a second, were you two what? Where does where's the line? I, actually, I don't want to know.
1: Like Wait, wait. Is it, isn't there a character in the anime that's like implied to have married a pokemon?
2: Mr. Oh, Mime, yes, right? Ash's mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Ash's own mother uh lives with a Mr. Mime and everybody's pretty confident that they're just like married at this point.
0: <laughs> it I mean It's this bestiality? Like, it, it it doesn't but it It can be a non-sexual relationship, too. You know, it doesn't necessarily... Like, it could just be, like... You just have, like, a very profound, like, love for another creature who is your husband. (laughs) I mean...
1: Yeah. Look, it's it's either it's bestiality or she's the equivalent of one of those weird older women who walks around with a tiny dog in her purse. I I like that, actually.
2: (laughs) It's certainly more comfortable... If it's just a dog in a purse, right? A little Mr. Mime in a purse.
1: And and it's Pokemon, so it's like it's socially acceptable to take your Pokemon absolutely everywhere.
2: True. Yeah. Yes, that is that is that has always been true. That's for sure. <laughs> but yeah, there are there are certainly a number of Pokemon that are basically just not people but it's you know like the Pokemon franchise frequently will be like it's about friendship, and we're we're doing this together, mm-hmm. um, and then they just like don't really acknowledge the fact that like you've enslaved the Pokemon first, sure. But they really, they sort of like double down and they're like, no, we don't, we, we do this with our Pokemon. You're like, all right, sure, whatever. <laughs> uh, that Pokemon probably was living, you know, a great life before you you captured it. Actually, in the original anime, they try to pull it off like uh, like wild Pokemon want to be captured. It's oh, very, God. very uncomfortable when you think about it. Um, and that they get like jealous of Pokemon that have trainers. <laughs> Yikes. And I've never given it much thought until just now. Yikes. <laughs> That's an awkward narrative. Awkward isn't a strong enough word. That's a super problematic narrative. Yikes. <laughs> there is a game though that um oh god, it gets worse. There's a game where the <laughs> the a character is trying to like advocate for a world where nobody has like ownership over Pokémon and like training and battling Pokémon is wrong. Um, and and they're like this activist that's like gaining gaining traction in the world, but then it like turns out that they're on the side of evil, and that that capturing and battling Pokemon is is the good.
1: <laughs> Yikes. So this yeah. is in universe the anime would be propaganda.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we were in the universe, the anime would just be propaganda. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>
0: Aren't you glad you brought us on to your show so we could just, like, ruin Pokemon? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm
2: I'm happy that this will be the last Pokemon game I ever play. Uh, it'll free up a lot of time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, no, we broke him. Yeah, Pokemon's
2: weird. It's very weird. <laughs> it's funny, too, because, like, these are I, – I definitely remember, like, even as a kid having having questions like that, right? Like, yeah. because – parents were parents would be like this is just like animal abuse and dog fighting and you're like no it's fun so like it you couldn't really even be a kid and not be aware of that at least yeah. at the height of pokemon i'm sure my like six-year-old niece doesn't think about it but i definitely was aware of it it's always been there it's like this weird question that's always just like loomed in the background that people don't really talk too much about it like comes up as a joke every once in a while and then everyone's like now nah, we're uncomfortable so let's yep. let's go back to shiny hunting. Yep. <laughs> So, and then yeah. you grow up
0: and become a furry and are like, is it okay to want yes. to do this? I don't know.
2: <laughs> that one has abs. <laughs> like, like, it's that's not fair. <laughs> so I mentioned bad guys. This one, this game is weird because it technically has, like, an antagonist uh, that you can, like, point to and be like, that's the bad guy. But they don't really go all in on, like, that person being, like, bad. It's It's like a... I tried to do good things and it all went awful. Um, actually, it's very similar to like a lot of common Rider bad guys, but like not as evil, uh, Pocky, where it's like, I have this corporation and I've done great things in the world, but I, I could do so much more if I just went into that, you know, realm that everybody's telling me not to, because it would be unethical or wrong. That's sort of where this one goes, because in this one, mm-hmm. there's this guy named Chairman Rose, and he's kind of this like, sort of chubby but very fancy probably like a decade older than he looks uh president of this company called Macrocosmos, and this company is basically the company that's built the entire like modern infrastructure for the galler region huh. um and he also is like in charge of the pokemon league like galler i feel like would still be farmland without this company and then he gets to a point where he's like, but we could we could have a hundred percent perfect clean energy if we just unleashed this ancient dragon that no one thinks I should unleash because it's too powerful and would destroy the world, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Huh. And that's sort of like the the bad force of this game. <laughs>
0: that's cool though, because I never I, I never would have expected nuance to come from like Pokemon. Like I just never I would, like, always take it for granted. It's, like, it doesn't, like, n- need nuance in its characters, so it's cool that they're doing that anyway. And actually, like, the corporation, quite co- corporate takeover stuff, like, plays into the story. That's not just, like, a random element that they threw in.
2: Yeah, they, th- Pokemon really does enjoy having the, like, I'm going to unleash this horrible force upon the world either for my own cause or as a biblical flood like literally or sometimes figuratively where they're just like we need to start over mm-hmm. but in this case it's like I could I'm confident I could harness the energy of this this pokemon but it goes wrong because everybody was like you definitely cannot harness the the power of this <laughs> pokemon and he tries to anyway
1: just a just a well-meaning megalomaniac
2: Yes, exactly. In a suit,
1: <laughs> trying trying to enslave a god Pokemon for clean energy.
2: Yeah, yeah. Actually, you know what's interesting? That, so that's sort of like the main main sort of like uh, storyline for the thing. But it's funny that it's like about clean energy and like efficient energy and and like responsible industrialization. They don't like get really really deep into analyzing that in the game, but you brought up the uh the fancy weezing which has like the top hat and the 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 mustache and stuff. They actually made a few pokemon that are like commentary on environmentalism and conservation really? this time around. Yeah, yeah. There's the weezing which, you know, the original weezing is a poison pokemon and it like spits out smog and like is basically a pollution pokemon. In this region, Weezing is the opposite where it like feeds on pollution and smog and like purifies it and then out of the, its like smokestack top hats comes like clean air.
0: <laughs> whoa, whoa, interesting.
2: Yeah, and then there's another Pokemon that is from a previous generation like Weezing that was basically coral. It's like a coral Pokemon. And in this game, it goes from being like a water rock type coral Pokemon to being like a ghost type dead oh. coral Pokemon. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they like snuck a bunch of like care about the world in.
1: Now I'm I'm absolutely baffled. How did this happen to a Weezing? Did somebody genetically engineer it to be carbon neutral? Did this just evolve <laughs> spontaneously on its own? Because this area of the world is apparently super weird.
2: So, th- I'm, I'm so glad you asked because you mentioned how does evolution work. Oh, God, it, it... there's
1: an answer. Okay.
2: <laughs> there's, there is an answer. So, evolution, the word evolution, has been like a concept in Pokemon from the beginning, right? Like you level your Pokemon and it changes the way it looks and it gets stronger and that's called evolution. But it's always like very straightforwardly like this critter looks like this until it evolves and then it looks like that. Well, last generation... I don't know what inspired them to do this, but they started introducing something called Regional Forms. And these are Pokemon that you would be familiar with because you've seen them in previous games or previous regions that look different in other regions based on the climate or environment or something like that, Ooh. which is like Darwinian evolution. <laughs>
1: yeah. And and that's why we have Mustache Rattata and Long Executor. Yes
2: exactly so long executor is allowed to be tall because it lives in a world where the sun is plentiful hmm. and the original executor lives in Kanto, which is like a more uh i guess urban suburban region without as much sun yes and they 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 say that stuff like straightforwardly they say like in this region you know Radata has to be more aggressive because it competes for food with this other Pokemon, or hmm. as a result of the pollution and smog, this wheezing looks different and does different things or whatever the case is, yeah, yeah so uh they i I don't know what inspired them to do it, but they really confused the whole evolution concept by introducing Darwin into the equation
0: that's fascinating yes um I have a so I'm just curious from like you having like knowledge of like the like kind of the whole history of it so like with uh-huh. like the coral stuff and like the environmentalism and stuff is this the first time that they've been that overtly topical before or has that happened before cuz that's very like that's not subtle so i'm curious if that's been a, if that's been a thing before
2: i can't recall them doing anything like so obvious like that where it's like hey we're going to make a region that that is really cognizant of like living on the planet responsibly and also have Pokemon that reflect the consequences of not living responsibly sure. on the planet. I can't think of anything quite as on the nose as that. Um, but they've tackled things like um is I mean they I they they settled on the wrong answer with is Pokemon training cruel. <laughs> but they've like introduced stuff like that into the into the conversation I can't think of anything quite as on the nose as that. Sure. They certainly like have Pokémon that reference the real world. Um and they have Pokémon that don't really make a whole lot of sense if you think too much about them cuz you're like that one's literally like a robot. How is that Pokémon a robot? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Um but yeah, n- not quite like this.
1: And and there's some that are just like clearly the product of somebody's bad LSD trip.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, always the best ones, of course. <laughs> uh, there's there's always something based on like food or inanimate objects or something something outrageous. Um, but yeah, this is this is probably a first. I'm sure I'm sure there's something out there that I'm forgetting. But uh, but there's a number of them in this one, so I, I think it's definitely a more conscious effort. Cool. Yeah. So both of you are familiar with first generation stuff. And there are some first-generation Pokemon that got new forms, and I would love to show them to you if you will let me. Oh, boy. So I have four of them. If all goes according to plan, uh, this should work out okay. Let's see. So here is the first one, which you might have seen because it was pretty present online.
1: Oh, I had not seen that one, actually. (laughs) Uh, i hadn't seen it either um i I wasn't i wasn't aware that we were having my little pony time
2: yes (laughs) yes so this is what ponyta looks like in galar they don't really have an explanation for this one other than probably what you just said which is like what if we had a my little pony pokemon (laughs) and you end up with a cute cotton candy ponyta and that's just like its base it's a new
0: base form now like yep Interesting.
2: Yeah, you don't do anything to it. It's just the only one you find in Galler.
1: We're 25 years into a franchise and somebody is just like, you know what we don't have in this world yet? Unicorns. Make it happen. <laughs>
2: yes, right? Right. What have we not touched yet? Unicorns. Perfect. Here's one that got mentioned already, but looks different in Galler.
1: Oh, Whoa.
0: my God. <laughs> is it less creepy or more creepy? I legitimately don't
1: know. I, I'm I'm distressed. That's that's more creepy.
2: So they're looking at Galarian Mister Mime, which in this region is a clogger for some reason. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I th- I think uh, if if I were giving you like its animation, you would you would decidedly settle on more creepy. I think, okay. Derek. <laughs> it's like constantly tap dancing and doing jazz hands. Ew!
0: Yikes! <laughs> I don't even like. Like, I'm not scared of, like, clowns and mimes and stuff, but I I don't even know what it is, but it's just, that's just, doesn't, that just sounds terrible. (laughs) It's it's the
1: eyes.
2: Yeah. What if I told you that this one gets worse? How? (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, let me find for you. In this region, Mr. Mime turns into Mr. Rhyme who has a face on his belly that I think is animate.
0: (laughs) I actually like it better. (laughs) I, I agree. I think it's the mustache, the really big mustache, and the eyes are way cuter because they're bigger. And like, I feel like the stomach face, it doesn't seem creepy. It seems like happy and joyful. Yeah, I mean, maybe
1: if the second face was like... Acting like a face, it would be a little bit more creepy. But but just just <laughs> yeah. in still form, I don't know. He looks like he's gonna ask me for a hamburger and say he'll pay me Tuesday.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's I've warmed up to to Mister Rhyme as he is called.
0: Yeah, Mister Rhyme even sounds
1: nicer. It sounds like he's Mister Mime.
2: <laughs> do a little Most jig and
1: why why is he called that? Is he a rapper?
2: <laughs> I, <laughs> I hope so.
1: <laughs> I'm actually not
2: really sure. I, I, he's sort of like, uh, like Charlie Chapliny a little bit. Like he's sort. I think he's supposed to be sort of inspired by like silent movie performers. Oh. So I, I don't know why rhyme would really fit into that at all. Yeah. I maybe it's just like a name thing, and they're like, oh, this is similar. But uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not really sure why he's called that. Because he's also just sort of like a clogger and performer type figure. I don't know. Sure. And then this is the only Pokemon in all of the 800-some Pokemon that looks different in three different Pokemon regions. Oh,
0: what? Is that? Is that Meowth?
2: It is Meowth. It is I, a Galarian meowth. meowth.
0: I didn't know he looked different.
2: <laughs> <laughs> How did I not see that? Oh, my God. It's yeah. so clear. And I didn't even think of it. Oh, my gosh. Like, so clear that that's got to be intentional. Oh, it's got to be. Because when I saw it, I was like, Meowth got a beard. But it's it's sort of like a beard that's reminiscent of, like, Totoro's kind of, like, belly. But, yeah, Meowth Meowth uh, in The Last Generation got, like, a sassy gay version. And in this version, <laughs> it gets, like, a beard and then evolves into, like, a little, like, Viking version of Meowth.
0: Wow. He's, like, every he's kind a of Viking. gay.
2: <laughs> yeah 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 let me find that one for you he turned instead of turning into like a like panther thing like uh like it did before it evolves into something different in this region
0: oh my god (laughs) (laughs) i think he's my favorite
1: (laughs) i know right of all forms of meowth this is the one that i would most want to have for a pet Wow, yes.
2: I love it. It's so much better than what it used to evolve into. Because it used to just sort of evolve into like a cougar. Like it just literally looked like a, yeah. like a panther. And then when they did the sort of Hawaii-based one, it still evolved into like a panther, but it just had like a weirdly round head and nobody knew why. And then this time around, they're like, you know what? What if we just throw the rules out and have it turn into something totally different?
0: That's the best
2: so, yeah.
0: okay, my question then, mm-hmm. the, the anime, has that gotten to this, like, region yet? <laughs> and if it does, are is Team Rocket and their Talking Meowth still characters? And if that's still the case, is he going to evolve into Viking Meowth?
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, uh, there are a couple questions there. So uh, <laughs> Team Rocket and Meowth are still characters, yes. Um, they are still there. Uh, depending on, like, the season, sometimes they're, like, goofy, silly side characters, and sometimes they're, like, still actually bad guys that that accomplish things. Meowth, their Meowth will always be the same Meowth. I'm, I'm pretty confident that he ended up meeting, like, the sassy gay version of Meowth. Um, so I'm confident he will meet this sort of, like, burly bear version of Meowth. Uh, but I, I – he won't end up turning into a Viking, because he's not uh he's not a galarian original. Yeah,
1: Whoever, this, this Meowth this Meowth looks like he's down to party. This Meowth looks like he's going to tear a hole in your couch and then crush a beer can on his forehead. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> and he could cuz he's got that uh that coin there. <laughs> he wouldn't even take any damage. <laughs> So, yeah, so those are some of the Pokemon that have, like, regional variants or regional forms. Uh, These ones would only appear in the Galar region, just like the ones that appeared in the last one would only turn into the – or only appear in in their region. And uh, this is – we're pretty confident going to end up being a staple of the series moving forward. Uh, They will just always sort of reinvent certain Pokemon to, like, keep them fresh and relevant and kind of make sure people – don't forget about them. Not that sure. you could ever forget about Meowth, because he's been in like a thousand episodes of the TV show.
0: <laughs> that makes sense. Digimon yeah. already did that. Uh, Digimon has like 10,000 different forms for every single one that they've already made it two, so... It's just yeah. part of the course, I guess.
2: You know, Digimon is really like, um, like the Digimon Pokemon relationship is so familiar in, in so many ways. Like when the Game Boy came out, it was like, hi, I play games in black and white and I have two buttons. And then Atari was like, we have four buttons. We are in color and there's a backlight and you can change the configuration of the keys. And everyone was like, we're going to go with the Game Boy. <laughs> I feel like Pokemon and Digimon are similar to that, where it's like, Pokemon was like, we have some creatures and one of them's a duck. And (laughs) Digimon was like, we have creatures and it has a story and everything makes sense most of the time. And they're, you know, they actually grow up and this is cool. And everyone's (laughs) like, we'll take the duck. (laughs) I don't know why that's the case, but Pokemon is still catching up to what Digimon did. uh, And I don't know if Digimon's getting any of the credit. (laughs) Uh, To be fair
0: pokemon had the better games in like in america at least digimon and like digimon had a lot more intense like complicated games that didn't even get imported to america that were like part of the story of the anime and so like it was a lot harder to to breach i feel like in this in the way that pokemon was you know so
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah but no it did have a better anime (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm sitting this one out because I know even less about Digimon than I do about Pokemon. <laughs> God, I'm such I a fake anime fan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, like, if those
2: are two that people would include as, like, necessary knowledge sets to be an anime fan. Yeah. Uh, Pokemon, certainly not.
1: Fake, yeah. fake 90s anime fan?
2: Oh, maybe. Yeah, there you go. That's fair. <laughs> Did you watch the awful One Piece dub? No. I never did okay. either. Fake anime fan.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I do have a very short little Pokemon-related game for you. It's a mini-game, if you will, uh, because the world of Pokemon is inhabited by all sorts of ridiculous things like Cotton Candy, My Little Ponies, and Mimes, <laughs> and Viking Cats. Um, so this is... Uh, which of these Pokemon is fake, oh, basically. <laughs> <Ooh>. So <laughs> you can work together if you'd like. But basically what I've done is I have made uh, poor descriptions, but accurate descriptions, of four Pokemon for each of these questions. There's only four four questions, so it's not not a ton. Okay. Um, but one of the descriptions is fake. And the fake one, just so that people know where they came from, all of the fake descriptions are based on artists' Fake Pokemon drawings, and I will shout out the artist's Instagram so you can check them out. These are from some of my favorite um, fake mon artists. Cool. So, oh, so this is this is hard mode. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna
0: say I was just like, is it just gonna be like, oh, it's a toaster? Like, <laughs> no, this is gonna be like <laughs> legit.
2: <laughs> okay, uh, some of them are actually quite like that. <laughs>
1: yeah, from from fan artists who have put actual thought into this.
2: Well, I'll I'll just describe them so you don't have to like try to figure out the like nuance difference in like art techniques or anything like that. These are all like uh, you know five to eight word descriptions of Pokemon. So so it won't won't be too 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 crazy, but. Uh here's the first one. So which of the following is fake? And by the way, these are all Pokémon that were like introduced to this generation, so they're all brand new. Okay. So a sentient minecart full of coal, a kung fu crane and its hands are fans, a dragon that is an apple pie, or a fox but it has a pencil mustache.
0: I my gut instinct says that the coal one is real just because that fits into like the very clear uh at, like allegory like topical stuff for this yeah. game
1: and and I feel like <laughs> a crane with fan hands would absolutely be a pokemon but i don't know that it would be a pokemon from from this iteration of pokemon because it's very not british
0: yeah mm. yeah i don't know it doesn't that one doesn't sound like it's a real the one the mustache
1: fox is either. absolutely a real pokemon
0: <laughs> and what's the third one? We
1: Third one? The other
2: one? The last one uh, is a dragon that is an apple pie.
0: I want that to be real, but... Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> that's one of those that's like, it's like, was it made to sound as ridiculous as possible because it is real? I want to vote that that one is also real. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. So the fake one is... A Kung Fu Crane and its hands are fans. All right. (laughs) Yes, yes. All right. So which of the following Pokemon is fake? Part jellyfish, part gelatin dessert. An excavator, but it's an elephant. (laughs) (laughs) A penguin whose head is an ice cube. Or milk, just floating milk. (laughs) Well, uh,
0: these are your bad descriptions of it, right? So, if, like, if it's just yes. like a Pokemon that's literally just like a white Ditto that's like floating, like that would be float that would look like floating milk. So I'm gonna say that that one is real <laughs> somehow, and it's just something different. All of these are so plausible. Hmm. I know.
2: <laughs> I like that. That's the reaction. Not that like none of these sound real because they're all so ridiculous like no it's like they all sound real because they're all so ridiculous
1: (laughs) i I definitely agree Uh, that i think floating milk is probably a real pokemon it can go with the tea
2: (laughs) Mm. (laughs) how do you take your ghost tea (laughs) um can you list them off again sure so part jellyfish part gelatin dessert excavator but it's an elephant Penguin whose head is an ice cube or milk, just floating milk.
0: Penguin whose head is an ice cube seems too easy. I feel like that's the fake
2: one.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm inclined to agree. I mean, we've had penguins before.
2: All right. The fake one this time is part jellyfish, part gelatin dessert. <laughs> oh. So what's yes. the milk one? <laughs> so it is, it's a Pokemon called um, Milk. Milkamy milkkamy milcamy, something like that, and it is quite literally floating cream or floating milk um and it it actually plays into a question that you sort of uh asked me, Derek, about a picture that that Kyle had posted online oh. of like a tracking sheet that he was going to use to collect a bunch of pokemon uh-huh. There's a Pokemon called. Milcemy is what I'm going to call it cuz I don't know how actually to say its name. It's like M I L C E M Y or something like that. And it is a Pokemon that evolves in the game by you spinning your character around a bunch what? and then it turns into like a whipped cream Pokemon. So it's like sentient whipped cream. Um but but That's like
0: brilliant. Like that is so <laughs> stupid. But that is like the most clever thing that I've ever heard.
1: Does it yes. does it go into a container like the ghost tea, or does it just <laughs> is it just a big floating puddle of milk?
2: It is. So the the milk one is lit, it's just a floating like blob of milk. Uh, it's just floating there. It could you could be walking down the street and get smacked in the face with some like floating milk. Oh, that's like the stuff which is my nightmares. actual nightmare. <laughs> um, because that's horrifying and then when it evolves it turns into just like a, like uh it kind of looks like two like meringue dollops on top of each other and uh and and that one has like a more defined face to it um i can send these to you so you can have a better concept of what they look like i'm both Um, curious and scared (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> the thing with this is when what what kyle had posted as far as a tracking sheet is mm. that this pokemon you can give it ingredients to hold before you spin it and then it ends up looking different or having a, a different quote flavor Whoa. Um, when you evolve it so there's 48 different variations of this and if you actually want to collect them all you have to end up getting 48 different pokemon giving it different ingredients, and then spinning around like a doofus 48 times in different directions or at different times of the day oh my to make God. sure you get all of the different forms. Pokemon is so weird. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a real one. <laughs>
0: what's uh? What's the dragon apple pie one? I, yeah, still, I have, I have questions. Still, uh...
2: Sure. Sure. <laughs>
1: Why are so many of them food? Can you eat these? Do people eat Pokemon in the Pokemon world?
2: People absolutely eat Pokemon in the Pokemon world. Oh that is God. in the canon for sure. Uh, it's never addressed on the TV show because that would be actual horror. But yes, there are, there are Pokedex descriptions that describe which parts of certain Pokemon are delicacies. Oh my God. Like Slowpoke be- Tail. Slowpoke Tail is a delicacy in some parts of the Pokemon world.
1: Uh, that's the one dude from Eureka's Castle, only he's got a pie on his back.
2: <laughs> That's such a good description.
0: <laughs> wow. You I yeah. I thought it was going to be like more abstract than that, but he's literally a dragon apple pie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I don't know why I don't know what else I expected actually.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I don't know it's it's so weird to me that some of them are quite literally food, but they've done it many, many times. There's like an ice cream cone. Um there's obviously the the apple pie. There's there's a bunch of there's like the act there's some that are like actually cotton candy, things like that. It's very, very, very weird. Yeah. <laughs> and uh horrible to think about.
0: I feel like the lesson <laughs> of Pokemon that I'm picking up on is just to never think about it.
2: Oh yeah. Don't think about it too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's awful, but uh but yeah. All right. So which of the following of these is fake? Pikachu but hangry. <laughs> <laughs> A goblin and its muscles are actually just hair that look like muscles. What? <laughs> Gene Simmons, but he's a badger.
0: I know that one. That one's real.
2: <laughs> and a haunted backpack full of poison.
1: That's got to be real.
0: That's def. That sounds like the horror <laughs> stuff that Pokemon would have. So, it, <laughs> yeah. Um. So the muscle hair one, I am just baffled by. I can't even picture how that works. <laughs> <laughs> which leads me to believe that it's probably real
2: <laughs> i like this method of like the more confused i am the more likely it is to be real <laughs> uh, what, what was the first pikachu but hangry <sighs>
1: hmm. i don't know That's that's too simple i think it's that one yeah i guess i'll go with that
2: one too all right, the fake is a haunted backpack full of poison. What? But that is something Pokemon would do for sure. It
1: absolutely <laughs> is. I mean, there's there's ghosts in your tea. There's floating milk puddles. Why isn't there a sentient backpack full of poison? Gen- there should generation be. There really nine. Should be. Yes, we're
2: counting on you, Gen Nine. <laughs> Here is your goblin, but its muscles are actually just hair. Huh. Yeah.
0: It's less it's a lot less weird than I expected, but it doesn't like look, look, it doesn't look like a pokemon. Like I w- if I saw that, I wouldn't have been like, "Oh, that's obviously from a pokemon game." It's just like I don't even it's just, I don't know.
1: <laughs> some, some kind of strange werewolf.
0: Yeah, it's like a goblin werewolf hybrid.
2: Goblin werewolf hybrid. I did huh. that.
0: Normally right. I'd be more into that, but he's not doing anything for me. I'm not <laughs> I don't know. I'm not feeling that one. <laughs> well
2: it's funny that you say it like doesn't evoke Pokemon uh as much to you, because on the last episode I I had recorded with uh an old friend of mine, Zach, we were talking about that, and I said that one, and it's it's you know, the things that it evolves from, for some reason that I can't put my finger on just don't feel like Pokemon, and I couldn't articulate it, and I still don't know that I can articulate it. Uh, but something about it feels a little bit different. But yeah, hmm. that's a real one.
0: Fascinating.
2: And this is uh, this is Pikachu, but angry.
0: Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah. Wow, you zowie. Okay. Hmm. I've felt like that before. <laughs>
2: All right, I've one more set here. Cool. So, which of the po- which of the following Pokemon is a fake? Mecha Godzilla meets skyscraper? Hmm. Just a barracuda. Pretty <laughs> much.
1: That's real. A gorilla
2: <laughs> a gorilla with a drum set?
0: Oh, that's real. I know that's real.
2: Or a dragon, but it's a whole ass viking ship.
0: I feel like the dragon viking ship sounds familiar to me, but I can't picture it. But I don't know if that's just like a thing that I want to be real, and that's why I'm feeling like it sounds real to me.
1: I, I, th- <laughs> I, I think Mecha Godzilla is the fake.
0: Yeah, that one sounds really cool, but I agree. I think that one's the fake.
2: Well, I'm happy to tell you that Mecha Godzilla meets Skyscraper is a real Pokemon. But what?
0: <laughs> I mean I'm not but mad about that
2: but <laughs> a dragon that is a whole ass Viking ship is unfortunately not real well so I just um, v-
0: tr- almost like I was trying to like will it into existence I guess okay yeah, yeah.
2: generation <laughs> I nine. like that you were sort of <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, put all of these in Generation 9. Um, I will shout out the four artists whose concepts I stole for this game, um, but you should definitely check them out. Their art is really, really good, and their concepts are very fun. The first one is uh, these are all on Instagram. You can find them a.fakemon, F A K E M O N, on Instagram, NYG9, N Y J E E 9, United Regions, no spaces, and Trainer underscore mats M A T Z. Um, All very awesome uh, fake Mon artists. And let me find you Mechagodzilla meets Skyscraper. Yeah, I'm so intrigued. So this one doesn't always look like a Skyscraper, but when it uh, Gigantamaxes, it changes the way it looks and basically turns into a Skyscraper.
0: Oh my God. Whoa. (laughs) That's creepy.
2: (laughs) Whoa. Yeah, so it's like a literal walking building.
0: What happens if you're inside and (laughs) Gigantamax your Pokemon?
2: Great question. So since this game is sort of based on sports and sporting culture, and there's like a more defined like league to it, each of the gyms with one exception are large like soccer pitch stadiums. Mm. So when you go to the gym, instead of going into like a small building with maybe like a tennis court sized area or like booby traps, um, you actually walk into a massive sports stadium with like a huge crowd and like sporty music playing and so the reason that they're so big in that region like the stadiums is to accommodate the the giant pokemon um and each one of those gyms is like built on top of one of the spots where pokemon can become big Uh, like it's the the hot spot um as i think they might literally call it so you shouldn't end up with situations where like Mecha Godzilla skyscraper is walking around but without getting into too much of the story you do learn that it is possible for things like that to happen oh interesting yes yes there's a reason we shouldn't unleash ancient dragons <laughs> into the world <laughs>
1: yeah usually that's a good plan I think
2: mm-hmm. yeah that doesn't yeah. seem
0: like a lesson yeah. that needs to be learned but you know
2: <laughs> yeah seems straightforward <laughs> All right. How do you all feel about Mad Libs?
1: Sure. All right.
2: <laughs> so this is, uh, the reason I'm doing this is because I listen to a podcast called the RHAP B&B, and they do Mad Libs on theirs. And it's sometimes funny and sometimes not. So hopefully ours will be funny. <laughs> but I put them together anyway. So one feature in this game is something called Pokemon Camp. Um, there's a massive area in this game called the wild area, and it is, it's probably like anywhere from 25 to 33% of the entire region map, and it's just this big, open, sprawling, open-world area, something that Pokemon's never done before. And one of the things that you can do in that area is set up a tent and camp with your Pokemon. There's all sorts of reasons you might want to do that that I don't have to get into, but uh, just know that that is a thing that you can do in this game now. And these Mad Libs are built on descriptions from the Pokemon website about camping with your pokemon so as with all mad libs i am going to ask for basically just verbs nouns and adjectives it doesn't get too much more complicated than that and i guess we probably could just like alternate sure all right so um for this first one Derek, i need a verb a
0: verb um squinting okay. or to squint or whatever the infinitive is
2: <laughs> i gotcha um, Pocky, a different verb
1: kicking as in as in rider kick
2: <laughs> derek, a uh, third verb doing push ups, <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, and I swear these aren't all verbs, but paky another verb,
1: oh my gosh, why are there so many verbs washing dishes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Derek, a noun. Oh, thank God.
0: Um, <laughs> blanket.
2: That should be a Pokemon. <laughs> Another noun. Pucky. Golf club. <laughs> I guess all of these should just be Pokemon. All nouns should be Pokemon. Yeah, any object that exists in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Anything you can you can identify. Anything
1: that's out there, you can make a Pokemon out yes. of. Yes,
2: it's true. Right. Derek, a verb. A
1: verb, uh,
0: sunbathing.
2: Pocky, an adjective. Spicy. (laughs) Derek, a noun.
0: Wine glass.
2: You're just looking at things in front of you. (laughs) Yep. Pocky, a verb. Backpacking. Ooh, that's a good one.
1: But it's not full of poison because that's not a real thing.
2: (laughs) Right. That doesn't exist yet in this world. But Gen 9, it's coming. Derek, a verb. Poisoning. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> and Pocky a noun crowbar. What was it? A crowbar. Gotcha. I don't
1: know. I don't know why.
2: All right. So this is the description of camping from the Pokemon website, as told by Derek and Pocky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, backpacking works in that, doesn't it? Some of them do.
1: This is this is gonna this is gonna be a tire.
2: <laughs> All right. Here we go squint with pokemon in your pokemon camp you can kick a pokemon camp almost anywhere anytime you are pushing up in the Galar region if you ever feel like dishwashing some blanket with the pokemon in your golf club or sunbathing up a spicy wine glass with them then there's no need to backpack in many cases you can just poison up a crowbar right then and there
0: I like, uh, I'm gonna use like sunbathing up a wine glass at some point, somehow.
2: A spicy wine glass?
0: Word salad.
2: I have one more we could do. Do you wanna do another one or nah?
0: Yeah, could do another one.
2: Okay. This one has more nouns, I promise.
1: Yay.
2: All right. Pocky, a noun. Chapstick? Chapstick, okay. (laughs) All right. Derek, a noun. Lava lamp. That's I. I I, That's that's right in front of you. No, there's no lava lamps here. Uh, Pocky an adjective. Expensive. Expensive. Derek a noun.
0: Laundry detergent.
2: (laughs) Next is going to be a sentient blob of laundry detergent.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's better than milk.
2: Oh god. That's true. That's true. At least you would smell clean instead of rotten. Yeah. Um
1: (laughs) It's the the Tide Pod Pokemon.
2: Oh gosh. (laughs) Yes. Hey,
0: they said you can eat some Pokemon, so they You can eat
2: Pokemon. That's true. Maybe it's a backpack full of Tide Pods. Oh god.
1: That is a backpack full of poison.
2: But each Tide Pod is its own little Pokemon. Ay, ay, ay.
1: Oh, was like a magnemite, but worse.
2: Yes. Oh, geez. <laughs> Paki, a verb.
1: A verb. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell that my brain power is waning as this goes on.
2: <laughs> Asking for parts of speech at 1030 at night was a really mean thing for me to do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, lawn mowing.
2: Oh, nice. There is a lawnmower Pokemon. Oh, that's terrifying. So there's a Pokemon called Rotom, which is just motor backwards, and it's a ghost that can possess like machines. Oh my God. How did it
0: get worse than what I thought it was at first?
2: (laughs) (laughs) And one of the machines that it is known to possess is a lawnmower. Yeah. Scary. And a a washing machine, actually. Wow. Not too far Oh, it
1: can go with the Tide Pods
2: yeah (laughs) it's perfect (laughs) uh derek an adjective
1: adjective
0: comfortable wait that's not an adjective is it no yeah it is oh yeah it is is. okay
1: yeah it is
2: (laughs) uh paki a noun
1: it's been a while since we've had something really wild in here uh underwear
2: perfect (laughs) i i get that writer reference today's underwear <laughs> today's fresh underwear yes <laughs> maybe someday Derek you will also get that writer reference <laughs> someday which one is that one from that is from O's which is the three O's
0: oh okay I didn't know that's how you said it I thought you just say O O O okay
2: cool Oh, common writer is 555 five, five is pronounced Fies O O O O's W double it's all kinds of weird oh cool so if you think you know how to pronounce things, but it's from Common Rider, mm. you're probably wrong.
0: I'll just never say them <laughs> out loud.
2: Yeah. Wizard is actually just pronounced sorcerer, even though the <laughs> word is wizard. <laughs> that one's not true. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I need a noun, Derek. Peanut butter. Oh. And a body part, Pocky. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Elbow. Elbow. <laughs> Um, Derek, a verb. Backflipping. Oh gosh! And only three more things here. Pocky, a verb. Stocking. And then a noun from each one of you. So Derek, a noun. Oh,
0: nice noun? Make it good. I'm not gonna make it. I'm not gonna be able to make it good.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What's the best noun? Like the most good noun? Toilet paper.
1: Uh, shoebox. <laughs> <Shulocks>. Perfect. <laughs> All right.
0: I need you to edit this and take out every single pause, so it sounds like we're answering you instantly every oh. single time. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I plan, plan on it. Super don't intelligent.
2: Worry. <laughs> yeah. You both of you are like just geniuses at recalling, you know, various parts of speech. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Victory Road. Everything's made up, and the points don't matter. Exactly. Exactly.
2: <laughs> All right. So. This is a sort of a continuation of that. Um, in the Pokemon world, there is an item that you can cook. And in this version of the Pokemon world that Derek and Pocky have filled out for us, uh, you can make Chapstick on Lava Lamp, the dish that's all the rage. <laughs> okay. In your Pokemon camp, you'll be able to make expensive Chapstick that are hugely popular in the Galar region. Chapstick is a laundry detergent with tons of comfortable, what? I don't know how that happened. You can lawn mow chapstick of many different underwears depending on which peanut butter and toilet paper you choose to add to your pot pour your elbow into backflipping and stalk a delicious shoebox of chapstick.
0: Oh, that was the <laughs> grossest thing I've ever
2: heard. I couldn't even follow that word one. Word
0: salad. <laughs>
2: uh-huh. Chapstick salad.
0: Wow, we're bad at this somehow.
2: <laughs> well, you're also like not eight, so not every word was like butt and fart. That's true. Um, so, you know.
1: There is there is that.
2: I don't know if that's better or worse.
0: If you asked me for body part, I definitely would have said butt. Just saying. (laughs) That's
1: fair. I was trying to not be that guy.
2: Uh, All right. Well, I don't have much else prepared. So I just want to open this up entirely to anything that you are curious about, anything that you may have seen roll up on your timeline where you're like, that's a Pokemon thing. And I have no idea what that is or just general Pokemon inquiries that I may or may not be able to answer for you that you have been pondering.
1: Mm. I have one. Yeah. What is a national dex and why are people raising pitchforks and torches about it?
2: Ah. (laughs) Great question. So, each region uh, has its own Pokedex, which is just the basically the list of Pokemon that appear natively in that region. So in the very first game, the entire National Dex was the 151. When they added a second region, the Dex was just everything that would appear in that second region, which sometimes included some of the old ones, but always included the new ones. At this point, because there are 800-some Pokemon, the National Dex is all 800-some Pokemon. So even if you might not run into that Pokemon in the region, if your game allows the national Pokedex, you can trade in or transfer or upload or whatever all 800-some Pokemon, and you'd have a full national Dex. This generation is the very first time in the history of Pokemon that they have decidedly and, like, with their foot down, said, we're not doing a national Dex. There are only going to be 400 some Pokemon available in this game because doing all 800 is just too much. It's, it's way more work. It, the game would take way longer. Um, and it's just it, the game would be such a much more massive size. And we don't think it's all that important to have all of them anyway. Um, and this set so many people afire, which is a big deal only because it's the first time they've done it. It's not that big a deal when you realize that somewhere in the 10 million people range play these games and the vast, 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 vast majority are never going to even try to catch all 800-some Pokemon. So it's a big deal for the people who are like completionists. It's not a big deal for pretty much everyone else.
0: Sure.
1: Then how come that's the thing I've seen more on my Twitter feed than anything else about these games?
2: Because the angriest people are always the loudest, and the people who don't care are like sitting back enjoying their lives elsewhere.
1: Oh God, it's the last Jedi all over again.
2: Yes, that's a, yeah. It's a it's a perfect analogy. Actually, they wanted one very specific thing, and in a franchise that's either 25 or 40 years old, that thing has to change in order to move forward. And uh, they decided to to change it this time, and and people were really really shitty about it. Mm. So. Not surprised. <laughs> yeah. At, at, yeah. At
1: least this one's not misogynistic. It's just trivial.
2: Right, right. Well, I used to play this game where, with like my coworkers at the last place I worked, where we would try to figure out how everything was basically a product of misogyny. Um, so I'm sure I could figure out how it is misogynist, <laughs> but uh, maybe that's a different podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you want to come on TLP and talk about it?
2: Sure. <laughs> how is this thing misogyny i mean if you do take into account the fact that um the loudest most aggressive voices are all dude bros uh i'm sure you wouldn't have to go too far from there <laughs> yeah.
0: that's what i said i've never seen people so mad about a video game since the last time a game had a woman or a gay in it so
2: yeah you know yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah so that's i mean that's what that was um i don't i don't even know I, I would I would venture to guess, or or sort of say, pr- with with decent confidence, that nothing has ever really enraged the Pokemon fandom in large quotes because most people didn't care that much, as much as this did. And I'm really really hoping that nothing does ever again because people were just they were relentless and they were they were being really terrible to like the. Developers and it just it it was it was ridiculous. It was basically like the way that people treated like Kelly Tran for playing a character and doing her job it was like how they were treating like developers for making a game and doing their job. Which
1: that's horrible.
2: Yeah, it sucked. We uh we like pretty definitively uh condemn that behavior on our on our podcast. So cool. we're not afraid to say that those folks are are a holes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs>
2: it, it is a bummer, but I will say this to sort of, like, turn it around a little bit. Most of the people I've talked to and a lot of the reviews for this game are positive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, most people are like, actually, like, this game's really good. And the people who are mad are going to stay mad because they're going to be embarrassed about it. But ultimately, they were wrong. You know, like, the quality of the game has not gone down because you can't catch 399 more Pokemon or whatever the case is. Right. Right. I've, I've already put, this is wild, um, but I've already put like 87 hours into this game, Ooh. which is way more than I have in a long time uh, in the first couple few weeks of a, a Pokemon game. So clearly for someone like me who's played all of them but isn't super hardcore, it didn't negatively affect the experience at all.
1: Cool. And and I think it's sold a whole lot of copies, too.
2: Oh, yes. Well, that's the other thing. And this is a larger, larger issue that I've brought up every once in a while on the show. Like y- you can't complain about something and then go buy it because you're only reinforcing the thing you're complaining about. So if you really if you are somebody out there who is listening to our podcast still for some reason, despite me calling you an a-hole, like if you really felt strongly about it, don't buy the game like. Show them that's how serious it is for you. Yeah. (laughs) But it did. It did. It sold a, it sold a butt ton of copies. Uh, It is the fastest selling switch game uh, in the world uh, ever at this point, Um, which is, which is saying quite a bit since smash brothers is out and Mm. Mario odyssey is out. So it didn't slow Pokemon down at all.
0: Which starter did you choose?
2: Ah, yeah, we didn't even really talk about the starters. I chose Sobble, which was the sad boy lizard. What type is he? He is water. Oh, okay. So, yeah, the starters are always the same same types every generation, water, fire, and grass. Um, this time we got a sad chameleon named Sobble, who hmm. was the water type. We got a, an energetic um, fast rabbit, which was the fire type. Ooh. And a monkey with a stick, oh. <laughs> which was the grass type. <laughs> and Zach, who was my guest on the last episode of Victory Road, pointed out that each one of them is sort of like inspired in some way by the region um, and the fact that it's inspired by the UK. So... um the sad chameleon ends up evolving into like a spy type Pokemon, sort of inspired by like James Bond Whoa. and espionage and stuff like that.
1: That's not a trajectory I would have expected. I know, oh, but I guess... I was
2: sh- very surprised because I didn't look at any of that stuff before I played it. I found out all of that in real time. So I was like, what just happened? <laughs> but I guess a chameleon he's a
0: chameleon and like James yeah. Bond is a spy going undercover. So it yeah. checks out. Yeah, that's
2: yeah true. Um, the rabbit turns into a footballer or a soccer player. Oh, which is un- also unexpected but pretty cool. And the monkey with a stick turns into a gorilla with a drum set, which is probably like the most tenuously, but I think it's probably meant to be sort of like British invasion rock and roll type
0: thing. Sure. I guess is he in a band with the with the rock badger?
2: Um, w- yeah cool yes actually wait (laughs) i was gonna try to make a joke out of it but like Like, the answer is just actually yes
1: wait that's that's a real thing
2: yeah so when you when you finish the game or when you like become the champion or whatever they roll the credits and one of the like things that typically when they roll the credits nowadays they'll show like scenes from the world Mm -hmm. um, while the credits are rolling and one of them is uh the gorilla with the drum set the gene simmons badger and the pokemon that you actually commented on just earlier today derek that like purple and yellow thing yeah um which is sort of like a sound based pokemon that has like sort of strange fin like things on its chest that generate sound it was sort of like a guitar player in the band and the and they were like rocking out yeah
0: oh my god i love everyone in the band it's so it's my favorite <laughs> yeah.
2: band yeah when you asked that question i was like so surprised because it was just actually true <laughs> like yeah that's that's the thing <laughs>
1: <laughs> Apparently, Pokemon means never having to say you're kidding,
2: yeah, yeah it's it's like toku in that regard,
1: <laughs> but then that's yeah. like dogs and cats
0: can't be in a band, so obviously they're like kind of sentient if they're like or or I don't know, I guess not sentient, but like a, a human intelligence,
2: yes, so Pokemon, yeah, I guess to to address that more more seriously, like they are far more conscious
0: conscious that's the word I was looking for, yeah.
2: They have far more distinguishable and diverse personalities than we tend to understand our animals to have in our world. So like, yeah, they have like motivations and like when you watch the show, they have like motivations and dreams and emotions and all that sort of stuff. So it is very messed up when you think about like putting them in a Pokeball and uh, and making them battle this game on a number of occasions has NPCs that are like, I've heard it's really comfortable in the Pokeball. Oh. <laughs> so they're aware.
1: You like, know, I, I'd i go in one. I would.
2: I would absolutely hide in a Pokeball for a very long period of time and for most of my days. you don't have to pay rent. Yeah, exactly. And my health care would be free. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm all for it. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining me on this wonderful, weird episode of Victory Road, you guys. Um, Before I officially close it out, I would love to give you both the opportunity to talk about anything that you are working on or anywhere that you would like folks to find you, if at all. So... Um, Pocky where can people find you if you would like them to say hey and what are some things that you are working on or putting out into the world
1: Uh, I can most frequently be found propagating my nonsense on Twitter at (laughs) Pocky Squirrel and my show is the Toki Ladies podcast Uh, we release irregularly and discuss Power Rangers and other Tokusatsu shows such as Kamen Rider uh, from a feminist perspective perspective
2: it's wonderful and one of my favorite uh shows for that for that reason because there just aren't shows doing what you're doing
0: yeah it is very good filling a very like particular niche role that no one else is filling right now
2: (laughs) yes and and
1: full disclosure doug's our editor and he's awesome
2: oh well thank you so much I appreciate that. Um, I'm blushing right now. Hey,
1: did you just send me a squirrel?
2: I did. I just sent a squirrel Pokemon that was introduced this generation. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Derek, where can people find you and what are some things that you are working on?
0: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Derek B. Gale. Uh, you can sometimes see me retweeting images and fan art of hot Pokemon that I don't know anything about. And it's probably yeah. uncomfortable to now knowing... That maybe they're not like totally, fully human intelligence. That's maybe that's kind of creepy and weird, but you know, whatever.
2: Um. But probably more <laughs> intelligent than you initially thought, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> Let's go with that. You can also find me at people who have listened to your show probably already know this, but um, you can find me on Walloping Web Snappers, a Spider Man podcast that I do with Doug. Um, yeah and we're currently (laughs) doing uh we've just currently started back with the 90s show um for the second season of that so we're covering that right now um you can also check me out on youtube under the video essay series second chance looking at bad or divisive media through a positive lens
2: yes that is also very 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 good show if you would like to learn more about the Victory Road um, or anything that we are doing, you can find us or give feedback to us on Twitter and Facebook at Victory Road Pod. And if there is anything in the world of Pokemon or Galar or philosophical questions you have and you would like to talk about them on the podcast or like us to discuss them on the podcast, just let us know. Until next time, we are headed back to the Pokemon Center to. Oh, gosh, I didn't think of one this time. What are we headed back to the Pokemon Center to do? I
1: don't
2: know. Wait. Drink ghost tea and see what happens.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. No. (laughs) Does it have milk in it?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I didn't sign up for this.
2: great shows, check out www4